Welcome to the GBC Big Three Podcast, a weekly podcast where we sit down and unpack three big questions raised from our Sunday sermon. I'm your host, Matt Willis, and joining me as co-host for the next few months, actually, is our associate pastor, Roxanne Lawler. Welcome, Rox. Hey, Matt. Great to have you in the hot seat with me. Loving it. Loving being here. (laughs) So stoked to have you for the next little while, while um, those who are avid Big three listeners yes. while Jess Baker is on maternity leave. Ooh, now, ooh. last week we had no news. This week we do there have news. I news. can confirm that last Tuesday, and if my math is right, it's the 5th of April, uh, Veda Rose Baker came into the world at like some ungodly hour in the morning. Um, Jess and Jake are doing well, as is little Veda. They're all home and just hitting up the Instagram hard with cute newborn baby photos. Oh, my gosh. Veda is cute. That's she is. Veda Rose, little girl, mm. super exciting. Delight. Oh, super love happy it. for cute her. Name. Oh, they're just rocking it. Oh, and she's congrats. like so, so like cute and round and just like a little marshmallow. Don't you love huffing newborn babies that smell? You know, you got to give them a... <laughs> you do. <laughs> I mean, just, in any other yes. situation, no, smelling another person yeah, yeah. without consent is no, really no bad. bad. However, there's that newborn... <laughs> oh, they're it's so the good. Time, it's, it's the time. It's the time. I know. Oh, they're so cool. Beautiful. Well, if you're listening, Bakers, yeah. well done. Congratulations. Yay. We love you. And um, can't wait to meet the little bub. Yay. Delight. Um, well, for those of you who missed it, our senior pastor, Mark Rader, preached during our services this past weekend, launching our Easter series in three days. Mark spoke from the Gospel of Mark when Jesus calls out the fruitlessness of the temple. And you can listen to that message again through our regular GBC Sermons podcast. And so today, as always, in the big three, we're going to keep the conversation going from Sunday's message. In a moment, we're going to be joined by Mark and Rox and I will be putting the big three questions to him as we dive deeper into the invitation from this week's sermon. But for now, Rox, I'm keen to hear what your thoughts were coming out of Redox's message on Ray Sunday. Message. It was a it was a cracker. Hey? It was fierce, it was wasn't fierce. it? It was a bit of like, I'm gonna lay it down. <laughs> the word from the senior pastor on high, just the slam. You know, it was. Jesus condemns your fruitlessness. Yeah, it got heavy. It, it got did, heavy. it but, did. But you know, he 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 did it did come come good at the end. And, yeah, and yeah. he did it with love. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was um it was kind of rebuke-esque, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I thought it was um yeah, fantastic words. I loved it. And yeah. like my personal favorite moment mm. was when he kind of impersonated a fig tree. Yes, and that was cute. Kind of doing spirit yeah, fingers. Yeah, there was a spirit. A there was definitely spirit fingers. And I was like, yeah, Raiders just rocking the spirit yeah, fingers. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. You wasn't gotta it? love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, wasn't it? And in hearing about like, I mean, something we know, but you kind of don't really pick up like the the sandwich technique yes. that Mark uses all throughout the gospel. Mark, you know, like not Mark Reader, but Mark the author gospel of the gospel. Of the gospel. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, that, that Mark. It's going to be tricky. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be full on, isn't it? Like, Mark with a C and Mark with a K. Mark has been a tree and made sandwiches. That's yeah. what people are hearing. That's what, that's, <laughs> so. And that's why we bring Raider into the big three and we're not the ones to answer the questions. Because exactly right. <laughs> these are the answers you'll get. <laughs> um, well, I think it's time for us to start looking at the three big questions submitted through Slido this week. So, 
Rox, what are our big three for the day? Ooh, we got some crackers. So well done, everyone who um, filled out that Slido. Uh, the first one is, are we to assume that the role of the church is meant to be the same as the temple? Talk yeah, boom. It. Yeah, destruction of the I temple. I mean, they're both buildings yep. used for worship. So mm. you can see the... Or are they? The correlation. Or, or are they? Or are they? Is the church a building? Here we go. Here we go. All right. So the second one is, well, what are the fruits we should bear as followers of Jesus? You mm. know, like if he's going to condemn our fruitlessness, well, what's the fruit? Yeah. <laughs> Give us the <laughs> answer. Uh, the third one is, in what ways can we actually be blinded to fruitlessness? You know, yep. we don't see our own fruitlessness. Absolutely right. Because yeah. like, you know, Jesus came into the temple and was like, this yeah. is a problem. Yeah, but yeah. an entire society was yeah. functioning They're like, what the heck? We the don't see no problem. That this is a marketplace as well as a mm-hmm. worship place. Yeah, yeah, it works for no everybody. No issue, nothing sus. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, right on. Well, I guess there's only one thing missing, the man himself, also soon to be you. on leave. Yeah, but, but not um, Matt leave. But not Matt leave. Um, <laughs> but we've got him for a little bit longer. Mark Rader, welcome to the Big Three. Thanks, Matt. Hi, Rox. Hey. And shout out to the Bakers as well. Oh, oh, bless them. So very good. exciting. Uh, they're doing very so exciting. well. Do you think good. they called it Vader, the baby Vader, because it's like Raider, a bit of an homage to you, do you think? I, I can, I I can I say with that. absolute certainty that that That's is not no. the reason. That's not the reason. I think they respect you, Raider. They Rita, respect you. Not that much. Really? <laughs> My be. answer was going to be, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that it's a um a little throwback to the movie My Girl. Oh, and if that's it's not, so then that, that's what I We're thought of. We're just making okay. that up. When, Jess is yeah, probably so somewhere Jess is there twitching, head, like, shaking, Willis, going, "Stop don't it, speak everyone!" That over my child. But that's the, that's what <laughs> oh, I thought of when I heard so of it. Nice. The little, yeah. you know, there she goes. Maybe she'll tell us one day. <gasps> Maybe she one day comment. she will. <laughs> it could be the fourth <laughs> question. <laughs> it could be the fourth <laughs> question. Why? Why? What's the Where did the name? What is in the name? The significance of Rose. Well, how are you going, Rita? This is your second last week before you smoke bomb and leave us to our own devices. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm ready for a break. <laughs> you know, I've, said, I've said to a few people that you know it's all kind of work to plan. Like I didn't take a lot of leave in January, um, you know, so that everyone else could take leave, and then I knew I had this big block coming. Um, so it's appropriate that I'm tired, but I'm like, I'm ready for a break. <laughs> so um, it's kind of working out quite nicely that way. <laughs> what about um, those of us who took leave in January, but it also tired? <laughs> Speaking for a friend. <laughs> Should have thought of that earlier. Now, so. I guess more importantly, what people really want to hear is for those of you who weren't there on Sunday, Mark got gifted um, a, I did. a brand new hockey stick, yes. which had its maiden voyage on Sunday night. It did. It did. How'd it go? Uh, it, well, we lost. Yeah, well, <laughs> so not sorry. the sticks fault. Yeah. Not the sticks fault. No, no, no. It's a user error. I think is yeah. that, the way that that works. No, it was, it was great. Uh, a bunch of people from the church uh, came out to the game, um, <laughs> which did. was funny at so many levels. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever seen a crowd that was more ignorant of the sport they were watching, <laughs> but, <laughs> but more supportive. Yeah, come yeah. on, but who didn't let that yeah, get yeah, in the no, way no, of no, just no, being awesome. into yeah. it? So they were uh, they were raucous and loud and. Um, you know, cheering for everyone on my team and like my teammates were killing themselves. I thought it was hilarious. And even at one point after we'd scored a goal, there was a face off at center ice and the linesman had his back to the crowd and he was laughing and the opposition forward was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like, what is happening? And our manager said that the, the, the young lady who was working the rink that night yeah. came up to him. It was just like, 
what is going on? She's like, I've had I've had fewer people at a grand final. <laughs> <laughs> this is like game three, isn't it? <laughs> you know? This is so, what happens when the people yeah. of God gather yeah, together. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the power of the church. Yeah, Here yeah. it is. <laughs> and so I told the guys, I'm like, oh, they're just people from my church. And, you know, like, because they're all young adults yeah. primarily, you know, I think I'm not sure. No one kind of asked the follow-up question about whether I was the, actually the pastor at the church or yeah. not. But I'm, I think they've probably done the math on that one. But, you know, so that there was a few, I wouldn't say awkward comments, but they're just kind of like, you know, so the people from your, like, what do you call them? Like your community? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, close that'll enough. Work. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. work. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it was like, it was hilarious. So uh, if, if we've made the grand final, you know, oh, you oh, yeah, it's all happening. Uh, uh, you wait. I think there are talks of buses being yeah, high. They were printing too. flyers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a letterbox so, drop. <laughs> so it was a lot like, I, like I, and I was really, I was really quite chuffed. Like it's nice that people would come, not because of the love of the game, but <laughs> because they wanted to watch me play hockey. Yeah. You know, so I just it was like, oh, that's lovely. So it was really nice. So it was uh, a vibe. It was yeah. a vibe. It was. Well, it was. Before you again turn, try and turn the Big Three yeah. podcast into a hockey podcast. Oh, you guys started it this time. Yeah, sure, sure. Whatever you want to say. Um, let's get into the Big Three. Mark, you spoke about you know, Jesus and judging the temple in that great Mark sandwich and the fig tree was cursed. Um, are we to assume that the role of the church now is meant to be the same as the temple back then? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think my short answer would be yes with a but. <laughs> no <laughs> that with doesn't a sound like no a short answer. No with a maybe? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You need yeah. to rethink yeah. the definition yeah. of a short answer. Yeah, quoting Reverend Lovejoy. <laughs> you know. um, because at one level, I think that if you're talking about the condemnation of Jesus, then of then we should not be like the temple. (laughs) And the temple as a physical location is not quite what we would think about from the church perspective either. Like, you know, we do associate church with a building. Like if I say, hey, I'm coming to, I'm going to church on the weekend, people assume I'm going to a location and address a physical building rather than a group of people. So in, in, in some senses, no, it shouldn't be quite the same. But I think that the function of the temple, like the essence of what temples were about, I think the role of the church should indeed fulfill. Um, but not, uh, again, this is the kind of yes with a but or no with a maybe. It's that whole, it's the people, right? So this is, I mean, it's actually kind of um, a good lead into what I'll be speaking about on Easter Sunday. Because um, we're going to be looking not at one of the classic resurrection passages, but at Ephesians chapter 2, where it speaks about Jesus building mm. a new temple made up of Jews and Gentiles and this new humanity. And so I think in that sense, right, in that sense, the the temple was meant to be, and in, 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 sorry, in antiquity, the temples were designed to be the dwelling place of the gods, right? Mm. So if you traveled throughout the Greco-Roman world and you found a temple, there would be a certain deity associated with it. And in in kind of a large part, the architecture of the building was actually quite small because it wasn't a meeting place. Mm. They weren't meeting places per se. They had plazas outside and that's where people would meet and gather. The altars tend to be outside. The rituals and the sacrifices and whatnot took place outside and the deity kind of lived in the temple, shall we say. Mm. And so in that sense, to then talk about the church as the people of God, as being those who in Christ are being built together to be the dwelling place of God, then then yes, 
come back to the question, we should be exactly what the temple was supposed to be, right? Kind of a, as people, but not as a building. building. Not as a building. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so you know what the temple was supposed to be was a place where people could um, could approach the living God, mm. right? Yeah. Now again, I think the theology is a little bit. Uh, tricky in the sense that I'm sure that Jews who didn't live anywhere near Jerusalem still felt that they could approach the living God, right? But Jerusalem was that, you know, it's like where heaven touched earth. That was part of the, mm. the, the, should I say, the magic of temples, right? It was that one place. And so now Jesus is saying that the people are that place, um, you know, and, and when you are in, when someone was in touch with or connected to the gods, right, then you were connected to the source of life and, shall I say, the source of the good life because the gods were able to instruct you on how to live in relationship to other people and themselves and the world around you in order to be successful as the gods had designed, right? Mm. The divine order brought into the material world, all of these sorts of things. And so, again, the people of God now, the church, are meant to be that traveling sanctuary, so to speak, that in every house and neighborhood and workplace and not ice rink, you know, they're, 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 <laughs> you know, they're, they're called especially to be. Especially there. Especially there. <laughs> Uh, they're they're called to be you know a place where people are able to see and understand mm. what it means to be in relationship with God, and, and so I think that in that sense, the promise of the church is, shall we say, the promise of the temple originally, um, which is why the and, and the big shift, of course, away from a building to a person, you know, from the temple itself to Jesus Himself is is a fairly significant one. It's mm. great. So I think it's complicated by the whole buildings people and how people function like buildings did and all of those sorts of things. So, so do you think some of the mentality then of like the old school mentality of the temple of the building being the the center point of spiritual expression and experience mm -hmm. do you do you think that's still um kind of playing an influence in Christian culture today? Or do you think we've officially moved away from that? I'd still say it plays a role, right? Because although our, our buildings now tend to be a lot more functional, mm. right? You think about if, if, if anyone's ever been to a, like one of the great cathedrals in, in Europe in particular, or into um, even like um, Greek Orthodox churches, mm -hmm. which tend to be a lot more symbolic, in, in kind of how they're laid out, you know, like we have a big box, right? <laughs> With acoustic paneling. With acoustic paneling, <laughs> like, you know, um, <laughs> you know, and, and so we've moved away from that kind of symbolic, mm. you know, cathedral-esque, you know, Gothic architecture, you know, trying to display the transcendence of God yeah. and all of those sorts of things. But there is still something that ties us to our buildings, right? Which is, I don't think, something that we're ever going to really totally, truly get away from. Um, but I think it'd be very helpful for the for the people of God to recognize that when you invite people around to your house for a barbecue, you are inviting them to church. Mm. It may not have a liturgy and singing and corporate prayers prayer. and, yep. you know, an offering and all that sorts of things. But it is, it's a potluck. <laughs> they bring yeah. something. It's a barbecue. It's a burnt offering. Yeah. That's, right, that's right. There that's you right. go. <laughs> smoke rises. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, but you are, because you have, 
people of God gather together, mm. that is that is the temple of God. Like that's where God dwells. God is dwelling by His Spirit in your family and in your other friends who are believers. And so when you invite people into that space, you are inviting them into mm. what we what we would say the church is really meant to be. Um, but it, it is hard to break away from, you know, centuries and centuries of, you know, associating the people of God with a particular building. Mm. Um, and, and again, I don't think that's always necessarily a bad thing. It's just a thing. But, yeah. you know, um, we we know in our heads that the church is not the building. We know that in our heads, um, but sometimes our language betrays us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can't remember what I was reading a book. I can't remember what it was about. It was obviously about something like discipleship or the church or something, but they were, they had been very deliberate to encourage their son. I think it was not to say that they were going to church when they talked about going to the building. I can't remember what the phrase was they used, but they actually started using different language. Mm. Like we're going to worship or something like there was yeah. something where they, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was a break in the language. And I remember reading it and thinking, yeah, we do that a lot. I'm yeah. going, I'm going to church rather than mm. we are the church at all times. Yeah. And we're going to a service of the church or whatever mm. it was, whatever the language was. And I, and I thought, Often our language betrays us, yeah. right? You know, we just kind of go, yeah, I'm going to church. It's like, no, you're not. You're going to a building mm. wherein there will be a worship service yeah. and a focus on Jesus yeah. and yeah. you'll hear the word of God read and preached You're going about. to a yeah. building where the church gathers. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Something, it was something yeah. like that. Um, and uh, I, I was quite struck by it because mm. I'm, I'm a big believer in the power of language and, and the importance of the, of the terminology that we mm. use. Um, so, yeah, I think that in that, I think we get caught in that space a yeah. lot. So, and which is, uh, which to some degree I think is why we don't spend a lot of time focusing on Jesus's language around the temple, which is yeah. kind of what I'm, what I'm personally enjoying about this little series, the opportunity to reflect on Jesus's death and resurrection from the perspective of the temple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because then we just kind of go, oh, it was just a building and it's not, you know, and now it's gone. Yeah. Um, so I think we missed some of that in there. So. Awesome. So good. Love it. It reminds me about that whole living stones that, you know, Mm. that's what we're called to be. Mm. And so the idea that we are, you know, with Jesus is the cornerstone, the capstone, and we are the living stones. Mm. And we can't do that alone either. It's the collective gathered people of God that forms this as Mm. well. We all have that part to play. We all have the Holy Spirit Mm. dwelling in us. But Mm. together we form the body, the Mm. the place where Mm. God dwells. In the Ephesians mm. passage, there's like three different words. He talks about the the building, the temple, and the dwelling place, mm. all yeah. in two verses, mm. Mm. Uh, and that they're being fitted together and being built together. Like So it's mm. this kind of this really dense language of building, mm. Mm. but not kind of focused on any one. It's kind yeah. of this mm. montage yeah. language yeah. of mm. being built you know, together on the prophets and the apostles and all of those sorts of things. So really looking, yeah, anyway. Ooh. That's Easter Sunday. Sunday. So that's, hey. Spoilers. That's what Look they call out. a teaser. A little taste it's a teaser. That's it. <laughs> well, let's get on to question two. So, Mark, Jesus, as you say, and personally, rightfully so, like gets hangry, um, <laughs> finds a fig tree who had no right bearing fruit because it wasn't in season, um, and Jesus just curses it and is like, you don't have the fruit that I'm looking for. Um, that's fine. He's Jesus. We'll, we'll allow it. Um, we all have those moments. But it, it raises the question, so like 
what was Jesus looking for in terms of fruitfulness? Um, I think we know when it came to the fig tree, he wanted figs, <laughs> yep. but to the temple. Um, and so this leads us into our second question, and it's a more like a personal question really mm. for the individual believer. Um, what are the fruits we should expect to bear as followers of Jesus? Yeah. Again, I think one of the things I found personally quite challenging and helpful about thinking through that passage, mm. um, you know, because I'd, I'd encountered it before in the sense of, you know, the the kind of the way in which Mark constructs those little literary sandwiches, as they're called. You know, made the, me hungry the whole time. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Talking so, about you know, figs and sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, what's a man to do? The, the two outside pieces explaining the inside piece. So I was kind of familiar with that. But the idea of digging deeper into that, the condemnation of fruitlessness mm. led me to ask the question in the context of the message, well, what was the, like, what was the temple supposed to do? Right? Like, yeah. okay. So Jesus doesn't like the fact that they're, they've gone all commercial and they're changing money and stuff where the Gentiles were supposed to be able to meet and pray fine. But like if they'd moved that to the lower city, would that have made the difference? And you don't get the impression through Jesus's interaction with the religious leaders that that was his only bugbear, right? Mm. It's not as if you have to move, the banking associations down the street, and once that's done, we're good. Yeah. Um, so I think there was the the wider question for me wrapped around what the purpose of the temple was, because that then determines, right? Shall we say the fruit that you're looking for? So as part of that, you know, in the in the message, you might remember I talked about um, fruitless things are things that fail to achieve the desired result, Yeah. right? So the fruitless search is the search that you go on and you search high and low and you look everywhere, but you don't find what you were searching for. So mm. it's a fruitless search, but you've already put all the work in, right? If you know it was going to be a fruitless search, you could say, I'm not going to do it. And then the search wouldn't be fruitless because you wouldn't have done the searching, if that makes some sense. Oh, maybe, that just maybe felt not. like if a tree falls in the forest <laughs> and no one's there to hear it, there's does it make a sound? Yeah, well, there's still no figs on it. So. <laughs> Spirit fingers. That's right. So I think that the question that we have to ask ourselves then is what is our purpose? Like what's our desired result? Mm. And again, I think sometimes we, we can sort of assume that our des like the desired result is for us to be saved and have faith in Jesus and then be good people. Yeah. And those aren't bad things. Mm -hmm. Having faith is a good thing. Being saved is an amazing act of grace. Mm. Being better people, you know, being kind and loving and patient and self-controlled, like the fruit of the Spirit, like that's all good. But I think it's really helpful for us to attach that a little bit more to like what's, what's the desired result? Like mm. what does Jesus want from us? Does he just want us to be kind of shiny, happy people? Like, is that his end game? Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know that it is, right? Mm. You know, I think that he wants, he wants, he wants more from us. Like, he yep. wants us to yeah. grow in what we would call the virtues: peace and patience, and love and kindness and goodness and self control and the like. Um, I think in order that we become more like him in our character. But again, Jesus's character, shall we say, is not the end game in itself. Yeah. Right? It's to demonstrate relationship with God. It's to demonstrate the best way to live. It's, yeah. uh, it, it goes beyond just kind of being nice and shiny. Yeah. It, yeah. it actually yeah. has to do with participating in what God 
is inviting us into, mm. right? So the language of maturing and, and being able to give a reason in season and out of season, you know, uh, for the hope that we have and um, being able to disciple others around us and help them begin to follow Jesus and maybe at some point along that journey actually place their faith in Jesus mm. and to grow and to develop. And so there's it's that kind of fruitfulness, you know, like one of the, you know, one of the, characteristics of something that's fruitful is that it's multiplying, right? Like mm. fruit's designed in part to be eaten, but it's really designed to multiply, Yeah, you know? So, you know, if, if I live out my days as this shiny, happy person, but have never multiplied in any kind of way, yeah. am I really doing what I'm called mm. to be invited yeah. into? Mm. So I think it's, you know, I think the answer to the question begins by asking a second question, a prior question of what is it that Jesus wants from me? Yeah. You know, what is it what is it that he wants from me? And you know, I think we have to be, you know, careful about associating that just with um achievement. Right? Sometimes what Jesus wants from us is faithfulness. Mm. You know, and, and we don't get the results. Fine, we're, we're faithful, but I think we want to be faithful to that end purpose. Like, what is it that, like, what is it that God wants from us? Mm. Um, and I think those sorts of questions become really helpful then to ask. All right, mm. what's the fruit then of that? You know, yeah. So if I um, if I want to be aligned with what God's doing, then part of that fruitfulness would probably have to do with a clarity around what God's invited me into and being able to discern his voice so that mm. I can hear the invitation and the courage to step into those and the kindness to be mm. kind to those who might reject the one who sent me mm. and the patience with those who might purposely misunderstand what I'm on about and yeah. the self-control to live a life that may look foolish now, but is ultimately the good life that God invites us into and the mercy for those who have done the wrong thing and, and yet to whom we, we reach out with forgiveness and with grace and with second and third and fourth chances and, mm. you know, all of those sorts of components, but tying Tying, you know, peace, patience, goodness, kindness to the purpose, mm. I think is a really helpful way for us to to, to think about fruitfulness. Yeah. Right? Um, the impact that it has on others almost is, mm. is, is a good way to think about it. Do you think the fruits that we should expect are kind of – so like peace – Patience, kindness, self-control. Yes, joy. There you go. No, I yep. mentioned yep. joy. Be Love a better Christian. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, don't, I can't list them all. Um, but so like the the fruit that, we're, that we should expect to bear, is it general in that everyone should expect to bear that fruit or can it be a little bit more individualized where it's like, well, this is where God is calling me based on my gifts, my abilities, yeah. my passions, the opportunities he's made available to me yeah. and therefore my fruits might look different to someone else's. Yeah. I mean, I think that there is both a general and a specific. Mm. Like the the thing that sprang to me, sprang to mind while you were asking the question was the the parable of the talents. Mm. You know, um, particularly I think it's Matthew's account where there's the bag of uh, five, two, and one, mm. you know, like different different degrees yep. of. Don't look at us to answer that question. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, different, different amounts. Different amounts <laughs> yeah. that yeah. they started yeah. with, um, which then. Now the the judgment was still the same, right? Yep. You invested what I gave you, and you great. Mm. Um, and the condemnation would have been the same, 
you know, yep. if, if the fellow with five bags had buried it, mm. right, or buried two of them and invested three and, yeah. you know, for the same reasons. So I think that there is something specific. Like I think about, you know, in, in my capacity um, as, as a teacher and a preacher, I think that, you know, there should be some expectations that I, for myself, that I would be growing in mm. my understanding of the word and, and my ability to teach it. And, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you think about any occupation, you, you probably want to be growing in your capacity and ability. And, yeah. and I may never, you, you may never become, you might not move up the ladder, but you want to become competent yeah. and um, more proficient and better at what you do. And mm. I think that, you know, we don't talk about that so much as fruitfulness as we yeah. talk about it as experience and maturity and yeah. skillfulness or whatever the case might be. But it's broadly in the same category. Mm. So I think that there are those general things. Like I don't think anyone has a reason to say, oh, like Jesus didn't call me to be kind. So I'm just ignoring <laughs> I'm just that. Be a jerk. Yeah, I'm just going to be a jerk. My self-control is fantastic, yeah. but um, <laughs> I'm just not very kind. Um, so I don't think we have any – Scope to eliminate ourselves yeah. from the call yeah. to bear that fruit. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but you know, I think there are certain passions mm. or areas of, of 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 giftedness where I think we could probably allow for different expressions yeah. of that fruitfulness. Yeah. It, it, so I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. there would be scope in that. You know, I think that you know because it wouldn't make any sense for me to say that every Christian ought to be able to preach. Yeah. Hmm. Well, because not every Christian necessarily does. So why would or they? Or needs to. Or yeah, needs yeah. to. You know, um, um, and you know, some people. I you know, I think one one of my favorite, I guess, examples of this is like I'm I'm quite happy reading the Bible and studying the Bible and reading commentaries and digging around in it. Like, I if you said to me, you know, you got to spend a thousand hours doing that, or you have to spend like. 40 hours in prayer, I'd probably choose the thousand hours of study. <laughs> I find that light labor. No. find that light <laughs> labor. Surprising. Yeah. You know, but, but does that mean that I shouldn't be growing in my ability to mm. pray? Well, no, it yep. doesn't. But like, at the same time, there's a part of me that kind of goes, you know, well, this is kind of how God has built me. And this is yeah. kind of the way that God has invited me to participate right now. And yep. so I kind of want to, kind of want to go with that a little bit. And um, would it be fair to kind of go, and this is where I think, more fruit will like I'll bear more fruit. Like, is that? Yeah. A, are we allowed to say that? I don't yeah, know. I think like, so. Yeah. I think so. You know, and again, <laughs> I, I think. Well, it, it's like if I start saying that, well, I'm just never going to pray because it's just not my thing. Yeah. yeah, that's problematic. But if if you know, if I kind of go, yeah, I worked hard at my prayer life, but really the. Fr- no one's going to be able to tell, <laughs> you know, like the fruitfulness Bless. that I'm seeing. Yeah. Is, I got one apple. Yeah. I got one apple. <laughs> you know? um, and I think that there are certain areas, you know, even even in you know the, the, the fruits of the spirit, there are some that, yeah, you know, I think there are some people who are just gentler in mm. personality yeah. than others, yeah. um, who are more who are going to be more fruitful in one area than the other. So, like, it's a complicated yeah. question. It's not about of us all looking exactly the same. Hitting the same KPI. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, we do want to be fruitful, both generally as yeah. followers of Jesus and more specifically in the areas that he's invited us yeah, into. Awesome. So love mm. that. I do love that. That is cool, that isn't is it? Good. Yeah, it's really encouraging, I think. I think it will be. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's get on to question three. Oh, this one. More fruitfulness or fruitlessness, as the case may be. Um, in what ways can we be blinded to fruitlessness? And maybe this is specifically our fruitlessness. Mm. Like, mm. yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, in the context of the of the text, of course, you know, um, the fig tree, you know, as one commentator put it, because it was in full leaf, it from a distance, it bore the promise of fruit that it was never able to keep. Right, like, yeah. Uh, if I could just play devil's yeah. advocate yep. for a moment, if yep. I may, you may. Um, <laughs> it was not the season <laughs> for figs, yeah. So maybe if we'd given the, the poor little tree a hot minute, I'm just like, can we say that it never? I mean, it, it, it didn't it, after it met after Jesus, it, but like, <laughs> with it away. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that you know that the the appearance of things mm. is different mm. than. The truth of it? Then the, well, yeah, then yeah, then then the fulfillment of mm. right, the fulfillment of the promise, yeah. right? Um, I think obviously Jesus knows. So like yeah, I trust yeah. that yeah. it's not think, just like not not quick enough. Boom, <laughs> yeah. Like you're gone. yeah, and I think that's that's the, that's the indicator that something more is going on here. Yeah. Because it's that whole it's springtime and yeah. you're looking for fruit and you're not finding any and yeah. what like you what are you from Galilee or something? Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> you know, um, it's a lived parable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I think that that's the indicator that something's going on there. But I think you know, there's the there's the um there's the the blindedness that can come from something appearing like it's fruitful. Yeah. Mm. You know, but once you get a little bit closer, you kind of go, actually, mm. there's nothing but leaves here. Yeah. Like in the parable of the soils, which I referenced um, in Mark chapter four, I think the most frightening of the soils is the third soil mm. amongst the thorns yeah. and the thistles that grows up and becomes almost mature, yeah. but never bears any fruit because it's choked out by the things of the world. Mm. Uh, it's just like totally frightening. Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. the seed that bounces off the path, you're like, yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. The shallow soil, you kind of go, yeah, that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. a bit of a bummer, but you know, like, yeah. sh- you know, what are you going to do with no roots? Mm-hmm. This has everything. And you think about it from a discipleship perspective, it's, it has everything except the distance from the concerns of the world and it bears yeah. absolutely no fruit. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, you know, we can sometimes be, f- and you know, like thinking about our context, social media and all those sorts of things, mm. the appearance of things. Yeah. We yeah. can be fooled by that. Yeah. Um, and I think what we also know is that we can fool people with appearances. Mm. Right? I don't really have to have it all together to look like I've kind of got it mostly together mm. for an hour and a half on a Sunday night. Yeah. Right? Like I, I, I can fudge that one. <laughs> you, 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 know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I can appear to have it all together. And, you know, again, there are times and places, right, yeah. where just got to keep it together, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 This yeah. is not the place for me to fall apart yeah. And, yeah. and lay it all out you know. on the table. Mm. Yeah. But if that becomes my pattern, mm. right, because then – we can become so good and adept at hiding our fruitlessness mm. that people just assume that it's there. And then we get caught in this pattern yeah. of never being able to really admit, actually, I'm just making it all up. Yeah. yeah. Like it, 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 there's nothing there. I, I think that, so I think appearance is a, is a really tricky one for us to get fooled by. Um, I think sometimes we can associate success with fruitfulness. Mm. Ooh, that's big. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably more of a Venn diagram. There are certain things that are successful that are also fruitful. Mm. But I think there are some things that are successful that are not fruitful. 
Oh gosh, and how how are we supposed to tell the difference? I'm doing my best over here. This is already question three. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the fourth question. Wow. But, but you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like yeah. you know, and I'm not sure if this is the right analogy, but you know, there have been a number of relatively high profile This was yeah. I was gonna ask this question. Yeah. So like is, is there such a thing – sorry, I'm, I'm jumping in, yep. but you can, I'll give you the microphone back soon. Um, <laughs> like is there such a thing as being able to have fruit in some areas mm. but fruitlessness in others? Because, you know, yes, there have been some uh, key church leaders yep. where I think it would be safe to say that there is a lack of fruit in terms of character, mm-hmm. but there – I don't think you can deny the fruitfulness yeah. of ministry. Yeah. So the, and and so how do you exist in that mm. tension? Mm. What does what does that look like to yeah. kind of go? Yeah. Well, like so you are bearing fruit. Yeah. In this area. Yeah. But over here, mm. not so much. Yes. Are you are you still fruitless mm. in that moment? Like. Yeah. Can you transfer fruit? I don't like. Yeah, I don't know that it's a zero sum equation. Yeah. Like you're either fruitful or you're not fruitful. Mm. Um, like I think that I could probably, I could probably point out some areas of my life where there's some fruitfulness, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and there's some areas, some branches where I'd be like, that, that sucker needs to be pruned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, possibly just cut right back. Yeah. <laughs> now let's start that again. And, and so I, I don't think anyone's life is entirely one or the other. Yeah. One or the other. And I think it does make those sorts of high profile circumstances and scandals particularly Mm. difficult. Yeah. And I think we have to be very careful. Like we don't want to say that, well, because it's been so fruitful, all the unfruitfulness is okay. Right. That's one of the, that's one of the things that's kind of come out in these stories, kind of a common pattern. But on the flip side, it's well, because of this fruitlessness, we're now going to question the fruitfulness of the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That becomes complex. And and I think, you know, that's, that can have huge implications for those who were the recipients of that fruit. Well, yeah. And I think that, and maybe I like when conversations kind of, bear fruit like this one, <laughs> you know, but I think that one of the, the, one of the really critical pieces is for us to recognize that all true fruitfulness comes from Jesus. Mm. Right. Um, which then spares us from some of the questioning of the fruitfulness of a ministry or of a leader who has been proven to be less than perfect, Yeah, which we were all pretty sure of anyways, but mm. now it's come out in a very overt clear, sometimes devastating way. Yeah. yeah. You know, so one of the early, one of the early controversies in the church in the kind of the, the fourth century as persecution was coming to an end mm. was about the validity, particularly of baptism mm. based on the worth of the bishop or the priest who baptized you. Right, and so under pressure, when persecution came, there was some um, clergy who fled. Right, yeah, and when they came back, there were a bunch of the hardliners who basically went, "You ran away. You're no longer worthy." And those who you baptized are therefore basically not baptized. Yeah, and the church's response was was clear 
and I think absolutely spot on, and that is to say that the effectiveness of baptism cannot be tied to the worth of the one baptizing you. Mm. Yeah. Or we're just going to be happening to baptize yeah. people all the time yeah. Yeah. just to kind of cover our bases. You're going to have to dunk in the pool on your way yeah. into church yeah. every week. Yeah, yeah, and probably on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe if you do that every week yeah. of your life, possibly someone will have been worthy enough for your baptism to stick. Yeah. So the, the effectiveness of baptism, it, it works, quote unquote, because Jesus is in it and yeah. the spirit yeah. is yeah. given. And so the character of the one officiating is, shall we say, not important. Mm. Now, again, we would say that ultimately you'd probably want yeah. someone who's not just a dropkick and you know, <laughs> is kind of says he follows Jesus but doesn't yeah. actually do anything yeah. that yeah. Jesus suggests. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but to some degree, the point is valid. Mm. Even the most despicable, you know, kind of backslidden follower of Jesus who baptizes someone, the baptism still works. Like the yeah. fruitfulness of that is yeah. because yeah. Jesus is in it. Mm. So the fruitfulness of any of these ministries where there has been scandal, I think the fruitfulness counts because it's the fruitfulness that Jesus has brought. Yeah. Yeah. If it's the fruit from the individual, mm. then we're in all sorts of trouble. Mm. So if we tie fruitfulness to a particular person mm. or a particular mm. program or a particular yeah church community, we can get in trouble Mm. awfully quick. Mm. And so I think we need to be able to delineate, this is the the fruit that Jesus brings. Mm. And Mm. how do you identify that? Well, it's goodness, patience, Mm. kindness, goodness. Like it's it's the stuff we kind of talked about. It's the alignment with the purposes that God has for us, the desired result for our lives. And where we see that fruitfulness, that's the work of Jesus, not the work of Mm. such and such a pastor or such and such a worship team Mm. or such and such a community of faith or such Mm. and such a book or whatever the case might be. So I think that's a really critical piece for us to, I guess, to identify mm. um, uh, fruitfulness in in, in that really space. Yeah. Um, so, but I think we can be blinded by the personality, yeah, or by the, uh, and not even the personality, by the by the power of a program or whatever the mm. case might be, and we can so quickly put our trust in those things, people, mm. things, yeah. techniques, whatever the whatever it is, mm. instead of. Instead of looking to the Lord and, and that miracle. There's mm. another parable of, um, is it the farmer or is this, this another one? It's not the soils. It's the other seed one where the farmer just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, the other about? seed one. The other one. <laughs> the other one yeah. where they're yeah. just seed to, around. No, he goes the one to in, it's, sleep it's and he doesn't in, know yeah. how it grows. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the other one. It's just beyond yeah. the parable of the soils in yeah. Mark 4 um, and Jesus gives the interpretation yeah. and then talks about the farmer who yeah, sows, he sows the seed, the seed and, and then whether he goes to sleep, whatever he does, whatever he does yeah. the water comes like the yeah, rain the lands rain and, and stuff God grows and he doesn't know how. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, yeah. And I think he relates that to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, and, yeah. and so there is that idea as well that yeah, God that needs God to be at work in it. The work. God is the work. So I think that, mm. you know, um, when we're, when we're talking about this question about what blinds us, mm. Right? Yeah. Again, sometimes it can be that we're responsible for yeah. the fruitfulness yeah. of it. Right? I think mm. that, that can be a blinding factor. Mm. Um, we can also, I think, you know, I remember reading a book a number of years ago now. It was about, um, I think it was called Introverts in the Church, I think was the title of it. But he was basically just, he kind of started by talking about the fact that a lot of evangelical churches in the West are designed for extroverts. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's you and me, Matt. I know. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. You have a you have a place here too. Yes, we love I'm you. sorry if I'm too much. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much of it that's focused on speaking and upfront and yeah. yes. oh, right. And so we can end up and that's different in different denominational mm. families and whatnot. There'd be certain denominations where that wouldn't be nearly as important. Mm. But we do sometimes we associate fruitfulness with what's important to our denominational traditions. Mm. Um, you know, so we value thoughtfulness or we value people who are well-spoken or we value people who are um, really charismatic or we value people, whatever the case might mm. be. And, and, and it's not about not wanting to value those things, but sometimes we can confuse someone who kind of fits the mold yeah. as Our being flavor. fruitful yeah, mm. rather than being truly fruitful. So I, I think that there's a whole bunch of stuff in that. I, you know, I think from a church perspective, this is away from the, the individual, but I think from a church perspective, we can also associate numbers with fruitfulness. Yeah. yeah. And while numbers I think are important, and you, you, you know, what, they, what do they say? You, you measure what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, numbers will come into it at some point in time, mm. but we have to be very, very careful about yeah. what we're counting and how yeah. we're counting. And, all of those sorts of things. Um, so I think those are some of the things that can kind of, mm. kind of distract us a bit from mm. what real fruitfulness is, you know, and sometimes, you know, like with the temple, it comes back to appearance. Like it looks fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'd love to preach again. I've done it at least once, but I preach on Mark 13 where his disciples basically, it's the last thing that happens before Jesus dies really in terms of his last visit to the temple. And um, his disciples said, you know, Rabbi, look at the stones. Yeah. Like, look at the foundations. This place is just spectacular. And Jesus goes, it'll all be torn down. Which leads into them kind of going, uh, pardon me. <laughs> 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 Which is interesting, given that he's already been saying, I'm going to tear the thing down. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they kind of went, oh, this isn't a parable? Like, <laughs> when is that going to happen? And what are going to be the yeah, signs, yeah. right? And Jesus kind of goes into a fairly lengthy description of that. But, you know, I think that there's something profound in even the disciples of Jesus going, mm. And this place looks fantastic, yep. isn't it? Yep. It's just a wonder of the world, isn't it? Yeah. Like something to be really proud of. And Jesus is like, well, Have you been listening at all? <laughs> yeah, have you been listening at all? <laughs> yeah. And because of the disciples, the answer is, well, yeah, <laughs> but but apparently not. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think that, that, those are some of my thoughts on that. On that. Oh, right on. Fantastic. Yeah, man, that, that took me lot. somewhere I wasn't ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know that As you happen. tend to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jesus takes the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Well, thank you so much for another um, another big three. Thank you. Good to see you guys again. Oh, rocks! I'm spinning. Yeah, I'm spinning. Me but um, oh, great good. stuff in that. Yep. What what was your kind of what was the the fruit that you the oh, fruit here we go. the fruit? The oh fruit my gosh! You, um, I don't know, up. but my challenge is now to go and learn the fruit. Like because <laughs> I'm like, what is it? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, kindness gentleness, faithfulness, self control, self control. Hey, Tell us if the, we got them. Look, between us, the two yeah, of us, we'll, we'll have it. we were able to answer what one man, Mark yeah. Rader, could answer yeah, by himself. Yeah. So this is this is going to uh, be fine. His long service leave is going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, what a what a great personal challenge to mm. even just look at your own faithfulness and yeah. um, and your fruitfulness. Sorry, not faithfulness. Yeah. Um, but but to kind of look at it, you know, how does God see me? You know, how mm. does God see us? Mm. You know, what are the things that that He's actually asking us to to do, not to achieve, yeah. but you know, to to get on board with His purpose, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. aligned with Him. Mm. Um, yeah, really good sort of reflection question to yeah, kind of absolutely. chew on. Yeah, yeah, I love it. What about yourself? Yeah, I think what like you know, uh, 
Mark's sermon on Sunday, that there was kind of like you said, it yeah. was rebuke-esque. Rebuke light. And I think <laughs> rebuke light, <laughs> which is nice. Um, but that whole like what am I, like what fruitlessness am I blinded to yeah. just because it looks the part, yeah. um, just because it looks shiny and what, what fruitlessness in me it, like Ooh, looks the part. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, that's ah. a rough question. Yeah, like there's a, re- there's a rebuke yeah, coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. But – Oh, it's like, like the plastic bowl of fruit that your great auntie used to have on the table. Yeah. Like, yeah, like this is my fruit plastic, you know, or is it glass grapes? This, what the this heck? grape does not yeah, taste good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What's so, the facade yeah, that, we, that the, we come up with? The facade. With? I yeah. think that's exactly it. What's the mask? What am yeah, I masking yeah. as fruitful? Oh, that, like that's a rough question and, and it, uh, I think, you know, it's a question that, you want to invite the spirit into, you want yeah. to invite close people yeah, into you and, the the, few. you and a few to kind of mm. speak that, Hey, we know you and, yeah. and have you, <laughs> have you considered this? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, to Mark's point, you know, there are parts of our lives that probably bear fruit and there are parts yeah. that probably need a prune. Oh, and I man. think that, that, that on purpose questioning of, okay, where do I, like what needs a prune Yeah, um, is a painful process, but mm-hmm. I like super imperative. Yeah, and, it's so necessary. And, you know, we need to ask those questions. Yeah. We need to consider them and we need to be willing to face up to the answers yeah. really sometimes. Yeah. We and don't this, want to. but This is the discipleship journey, right? You're a yeah. lifelong learner. You know, your life is not your own. You mm. belong to Christ. Mm. He's saved you. He's redeemed you. Mm. And, um, and the thing is we can come to him with that fear that yeah. we have, you know, that, um, the concern that like there are parts of me that need to be pruned and, yeah. and Jesus is so faithful and yeah. so loving and the way he does that mm. is, is incredible. But um, diligent. But yeah, diligent. diligent. Well. He'll do the work. <laughs> he'll, he'll get he'll there. Get there. <laughs> he'll get it done. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it's not with that sense of, of condemnation. No, you know, it's yeah. the conviction of the Holy mm. Spirit, you mm. know, and um, because he wants to see us flourish and grow and yeah. and to be more made in his image. And, yeah. Yeah. What, so a, what a challenge but an invitation yeah. rolled into the one. Good times Easter. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Good times at Easter. In three days. <laughs> well, thanks, Rox. Hey, Excited to keep pleasure. the conversations going in the big three over the coming months. Well, if you want to be a part of the conversation, make sure that you're there at one of our services this Sunday and that you snap the Slido QR code or follow the link before the sermon to get involved. If you've enjoyed the Big Three podcast today, take the time to give a star rating and be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all future episodes. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's Big Three and our deep dive into God's invitation for us all. Remember, there's no thought too small, no question too big.